Bum Podcast. Bum Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. All right, so, today's topic. Oh, yeah, I'm introducing it. Yes, you are. All right, so today's topic, today's going to be one of those interesting topics because it was kind of a combination of his idea and my idea, but we don't really know where we're going to go with it. You don't like the light? No, man, I like Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why are you hating, man? Whatever. All right. So it's a combination of the two ideas, but it's really just going to be open-ended. We don't really know where we're going. We're just going to have a conversation. So you're going to hear a raw, organic conversation between the two of us. Right. Kind of brainstorming a little bit. Um, But basically, the general topic is legacy building is what we wanted to talk about. And kind of, well, really, legacy building in the perspective of... Um, I guess finances, um, generational wealth, yeah, that yeah. whole type yeah. of idea. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I guess we're just going to have an open dialogue about this. Right. And so, like, we've been, I mean, because we, we kind of alluded to it on our last podcast and just kind of thinking about, um, I guess, where we come from socioeconomically or where I come from socioeconomically, where my wife comes from socioeconomically and where we are now and where we are um I guess trying to trying trying to where we want to be when we leave this earth and where we want T to be um, when we leave this earth, and so we and were then even past that. Yeah, yeah, and even and even past that. And so we started out. Um, we started out a couple conversations last week, and I mean they were all unrelated but related. And um, the biggest one came um, when we were talking about. Um, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but. I don't even know um, how we got on it. Oh, it was it was building building a building building a family legacy plan and building okay, a yeah. family. Um, it was actually something plan. that uh, yeah. that my mom, my mother brought up. Yeah, so. yeah, building a family legacy plan and building a family finance plan, and so um, just, and and we kind of dug deep or or went deep down a rabbit hole talking about why we are the way we are, uh-huh. um, what you know, what mindset created who we are today, right. and how do we kind of shake loose that mindset in order to move forward, and so um, mm-hmm. one of the, one of the things that happened, um, she brought out those um. She 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 gave out uh, some statistics, and she was saying like for those people who are wealthy, like seventy um, percent of we- the wealthy lose their wealth within one generation, mm-hmm. and then ninety percent within two generations. Right. And so we were kind of just trying to trying to figure out why figure that out why is. that is, or discuss why that is, and then see um, how we can not necessarily reverse that trend because we're not wealthy. <laughs> but how we can in in reverse? I mean, I guess thinking in the future, yeah, of developing a family line of wealth. Yeah, but but how how to get to that line of wealth right. and, and then, then sustain and it. then sustain that line of wealth? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, one of the things that I that, that was glaring to me, um, they always talk about the top one percent and and how um, you know I think the top one percent attract wealth. And I mean that attraction of wealth can be, I mean, it could be strong arm attraction of wealth. But mm-hmm. I mean, how 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 the top one percent attract wealth? But the biggest thing was, you know, why why is it the top one percent that maintains the wealth, but there are always constantly people dropping out of that top one percent? And so um one of the things I think T and I mostly agreed upon was the fact that um it's because there's not a shared vision as to what that wealth is for mm-hmm. or 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 why that wealth is important. And um, and that's something I think we want to unwrap, unravel right now. Um, you remember what your mindset was on that, like why that wealth was important? Um, I think 
So when it comes to wealth, uh, I'm trying to decide because I have a thought. I'm trying to decide if this is a thought for this topic or for further developing it. Okay. Well, I mean, not just a future topic, just like later in this conversation. Uh-huh. Um, but when we were talking specifically about this, it was really just um, people will accumulate wealth. And then when you get the next generation coming on one for one thing, they grow up. Um, I guess being used to having that level right. of wealth, uh-huh, uh-huh. so they have less of that grind mentality or understanding the work that goes into getting that wealth. being where they are. Yeah, because it took work to get there. Um, that's on one hand. And then on another hand, is I guess the purpose behind obtaining that wealth. Right. Um, and so you have your first generation, the people that became wealthy, will. They had a reason to drive for it. They knew what mm-hmm. they were doing to get there and why they were trying to get there. And now they understand why they're holding it. But then when you have a generation born into that wealth, they don't necessarily understand the uh, passion that went into it. Mm-hmm. And then they can even deviate and have a different idea or a different uh, idea of their own purpose, I guess, outside of what that wealth was created for or how that wealth was created. If that makes sense. Did that make sense? You look a little confused. <laughs> no, it makes sense. I just want to make sure it makes sense to everybody. Okay. So, yeah. So, how but do I, I rephrase it? So. Well, let's unpack it for a minute, and okay. then maybe that'll help. Um, because I guess I guess the idea is if you think about somebody who's born in wealth, which I, born in wealth, I mean, and, and from, from the outside looking in, we see a whole bunch of wealthy people, mm-hmm. and we don't know what their status is or, what, you know, how long they've had wealth or um, has their wealth diminished. We don't know any of that. And so we're left to just hear what the statistic was right. and saying that people are falling out of wealth. Um, and, and, and then surmise that um, it, it could be because the, 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 like if you start with $100 million and you end up with $50 million, I mean, in my, my opinion, you're still wealthy. But that bleeding of, of, of $50 million instead of that accumulation of making it $150 million could be in the fact that the generation that started the wealth knew why they wanted to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. And that that application no longer applies to the next generation. Because the next and, generation just is wealthy. Because the next generation just is wealthy. And so it, that goes to the point of what you were just saying, like they've always had it. I mean, like I've always had it, and so I've never had to safeguard it. I've never had to worry about growing it. I've just always had it. It just kind of seemed like an unlimited resource. It just seems like an unlimited resource, and it, it really is not an unlimited resource. And so to your second point, well, no, no, it's still on the first one because that grind. And so. Um, it took a grind. Well, in some cases, it wasn't a grind mentality. Sometimes, in some cases, it was just gifted to people. But anyway, at some point, somebody had an idea on how and why they wanted to build wealth. Right. Right. And they did that. And it was near and dear to their heart, which made it um, a driving force for their life. Right. And then when they accumulated this wealth and they handed it over to somebody, who did not share in that grind, did not share in that drive, I it was, wasn't as important to them. Go so ahead. I wasn't even necessarily talking about the grind. I'm talking about aligning with the ideals, the reason for why they became wealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we even talked about, uh, especially today, which I don't have official statistics for it, but it seems like people are more likely to like walk away from, say, the family business mm-hmm. or leave the um, up and leave family wealth, um, that kind of thing. And I feel like 
I guess we're in a, a big time of the individual and believing in what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that's really harped on in our society now. And so I feel like if you're, say, this next generation isn't particularly particularly aligned with the idea or the reason why um, this generation before them was working to get this money, then they're less apt to really have that same sense of care for the money that has been obtained. No, I, I, I hear you, and I, and I don't disagree with that. I think I, I was getting more to the point of, um, so, so I have this, this mindset that if you ain't growing, you're dying, right? If you ain't growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing about wealth. If you're not growing your wealth, you're losing your wealth. There's no such thing as staying right. stagnant. And so if I just, and, and, and I can use you as an example, and again, we're not wealthy, so if you're listening out there, we're not wealthy, right? I mean, we got a wealthy mindset. How about that? We're not even broke, but um, closer to it. <laughs> um, even with you, if you think about growing up from from the, from the time you were very young, even though we had the funding to buy for you the things that you wanted, you didn't. We did it. We always made sure that if you really wanted it, that you paid you paid into it. Mm-hmm. Um, even back to, and I don't even know if we ever Which talked about this. Kudos for that. Thank you, I appreciate it, because you know we can talk about that a little bit. We can, because I was gonna say, I, I, the, the the origin of that, mm-hmm. the origin of that was I remember because we've always we moved away from our homestead um, early on, and so T T never really stayed around family like homestead family, and so one of the things that his mother, my wife, would do is at Christmas time. She would go through and find out all the things that he wanted. She would put together a little colorful um, database of stuff and send it out to the family members and say, hey, this is T's Christmas list. And, and people would try to fill T's Christmas list. And I remember vividly um, the Christmas when you got, you know, all the stuff that you wanted. And then right after Christmas, something new came out and you wanted it too. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of in me said, man, like, we need to do something about it. And so from that point on, my thing was don't buy T in the Christmas gifts. Like, if, if you want T to have something for Christmas or want something to have something for his birthday, give him cards or give, give, give him gift cards to give him money. Right. Um, because with that, you've given your gift, and then he can make a decision what, what he to wants to purchase that. with that gift. Right. And, and, and so that kept him from having an abundance of toys and stuff um, to, to, to store like, away, you know. It, um, I guess at an early age and still, all right, you have this set amount of resources, mm-hmm. and you decide what you do with those resources. Right. If you spend your money here, you're not going to be able to spend it somewhere else. Exactly that, right. You just don't – I just didn't keep accumulating different gifts and moving on between them. And, 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 and that was the point. And that's – I mean, you know, and we, we talk about how, how we try to be – ROP 13 was the last thing, the last session we did. But we talk about how we try to be intentional with you and make sure that um, everything we do is, is basically planting that seed to move forward. And mm-hmm. so that's where that came from. And so – like, I remember when you were nine, I think you were around the age of nine, and you wanted a robot. And I was like, all right, cool. And you know what you need to do with the money you get for your birthday and for Christmas. Right. And you saved up your money, and you went and bought a $300 robot. When you, and I say didn't play with it, you said you did. But when you didn't maximize the use of that robot, it didn't bother me because that was your $300 that you spent. It was not mine. Hey, man. I'm just saying. First off, you were supposed to help me with the robot. I didn't think you needed it because I knew you weren't going it wasn't going to excite you mm-hmm. in your own hands the way it excited you when you saw somebody else messing with it. And so I but I but I wasn't gonna tell you no. I mean mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if you want to do it, it's an opportunity cost. The opportunity cost is the money that you collected or you will collect. You can go out and you can make that purchase and make that decision. And we we've always been that way. I remember mm-hmm. I mean I mean the Xbox, when we first got an Xbox, when we got a 
um, the ping pong table. Man, there are so many things that I can think of that um, you had to accumulate the money and go out or at least pay half into right. um, so that uh, I would make sure that you built the grind in mm-hmm. so that when you wanted something, even, even so much so to – uh, I remember when the, when, when the PS4 came out and you did a pre-order of the PS4 and you sold all your Xbox stuff to save up all your money to pay for the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, PS5 came out. You didn't have to ask me for the PS5. You just, hey, can y'all help me try to get one? Because um, oh, yeah. I need y'all on four or five different, you know, four or five different computer systems to see where we can get it at. But you didn't ask us to pay for any of it. And then, like, I asked you to um, help me put... My stuff out in different locations to sell. Right, right so to I sell your stuff. Right. And so, so to me, like, as we accumulate wealth, and then this is where we're going to go into conversation, as we accumulate wealth, see, those are the things that I built into you that is like now you have a mindset on, because I've always told you, man, you need to be an investor and not a consumer. I right. guess that's what it all comes down to. And so I've always, even when we had little, um, always tried to instill in you to have an investment mindset and not a consumer mindset. I think I'm going to use this as the, um, I guess, the break-off point, the okay. branch-off point okay. into one of the thoughts I had. So one thought that um, I had really been, not necessarily exploring, but something I've been thinking about recently was as, um, which I can only speak to it, as a black person, mm-hmm. but I see it as almost like a black person mentality, is we have a, a huge um, get-it-up-the-mud mentality. Right, right. Uh-huh. Um, which kind of translates, which means is um, I want to put in the work or I want the next person to put in the work to get what they want. So either you want it for yourself, I want to put in the work to get what I'm trying to achieve or even like looking to like your kid, I'm not going to give my kid everything. My kid's going to have to work for mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't necessarily know exactly where that comes from. Mm. Um, but I just think it's an interesting dynamic that I've seen play out a lot. And I was just kind of interested in figuring out what's the best way to use that. Cause I definitely feel like there's a, um, like there's definite positives in it. Mm-hmm. Like even on kind of talking about how, how you integrated that or incorporated that with me, right. kind of understanding the work that went into it. But then on the same token, where does that go too far to the point where it actually stops us from creating generational wealth? Well, so it's like all about being intentional with this kind mm-hmm. of cultural thing. I think what it is is I th- I, th- I think the lesson that goes along with that is necessary. I agree. I, I as think well. the lesson is necessary, but at the same point, so and and this is funny because my my mindset is evolving as time goes on. Because my thing is, and I'm you gonna have what you make, and mm-hmm. that's what I think the difference is. Is like it's one thing to teach you to get it out of the mud, but it's another thing to help you to get more. Right, mm-hmm. and so it's it's and one, and one, one I, well yeah because I'm no see I got a thousand thoughts going through my head at one time <laughs> yeah. like I remember I bought ten years ago I bought some stock for you right, right. and I bought it for you without even thinking about it I mean I'm gonna buy this stock and I'm gonna sit it aside and in twenty thirty years he's gonna have it to do whatever and so even though I thought that you know getting out of the mud as you put it is mm-hmm. is important I also felt like I needed to actually give you not even just a seed. Mm-hmm. but give you something that you can utilize to grow something more. Right. And I think before that... Before I was able to, or before I hosted that knowledge, that information for myself. Correct, correct. Okay. Because I think the flip side of the coin is, especially when I look around, because um, again, I, I mean, I didn't grow up, I didn't grow up, I didn't, I didn't grow up socioeconomically, and I just throw this term out, like everybody 
just ascribes to it. But I didn't grow up socioeconomically as I am now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I, I say I'm impoverished. I was impoverished, but my parents would probably quickly say, no, you weren't impoverished. I mean, I grew up in a, a two-parent household. Both my parents worked. Um, and so it was, it, was, it was, I mean, but we were, we were not wealthy, right? Right. Um, and and we, weren't, we weren't where I am financially or where we are as a family financially today. I mean, as a matter of fact, my parents are better off now financially than they were when we were too. So, I mean, we grew together, I guess, into this whole social and economic um, framework. But um, the thing is that a lot of, I see a lot of parents that are in this upper middle class, middle, middle class, that they just, they don't, they don't teach the mud mentality mm-hmm. because they feel like I had to go through the mud and I don't want my child to go through it. Right, and that's and detrimental. That's detrimental because then they just give the seed, or they just give this whatever. And that's kind of where I feel like that drop off of the next generation. There you go. The there you go. From. And so, so the your question was, you know, where do you transition that you mud mentality? Right. The thing is, you do both. Right. Like, right. Because, like I said, we could afford to buy stuff for you. That's mm-hmm. cool. We can. But would it serve you well if we just bought it for you? Mm-hmm. I've always been for understanding that it's Ooh. easier for a, a poor person to become rich than it is from somebody that's, you know, in the middle class to become rich because the poor person has that grind as, I mean, like when you, when you grew up, I mean, cause from, from the time you were four years old, I mean, we, from the time you were four years old, you had your own bathroom in your room. Right. Yeah. And so for you, you didn't have to ascribe to getting to a place where you got a bathroom in your room cause you always had it. And so you didn't have that grind. And that's even like, you've been flying since you've been, you know, um, I guess the first flight you took was when you were about three years old. And so you've been flying commercially since the age of three. And so my thing is, and I remember the time that I came to you and I was like, T, so your goal has to be to fly in private jets because just to say, you know, I'm going to go to the airport and get me a ticket and fly somewhere. That's not out of the norm for you. Right. Go ahead. I'm trying to look for a quote. I feel like I'm not going to find it, but basically... Man, I don't even want to butcher the quote. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so, looking for it. All right, so so keep looking. So so yeah. So I think um, as a parent, you know, I think I think both is necessary. I think it's I think it is necessary to give your child a hand up, mm-hmm. but not a handout. Right. That's um kind of something I was going to talk about. Ah, this just plays back into the quote. Basically, um, don't strip the get it out the mud air quotes mm-hmm. mentality. Um, you still want your child to work for things and understand the importance of working to achieve what they want to achieve or to set goals and get there. And what do I have to put in to get mm-hmm. what I'm looking, um, the benefit that I'm looking for. Mm. But as a part of that, you also want to use the knowledge that you've earned on your way. Right. Um, just like you were talking about, you got stocks for me, you invested in stocks mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's something that, I'm five. I'm not going to necessarily understand to just go get the stocks for myself, mm-hmm. even if I have um, that kind of that get it out of the mud mentality. Right. I'm just not going to have that level of knowledge. Right, correct, correct. And so it's important to instill that knowledge or to instill that practice. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you don't have to have your child do everything to the detriment of them not having the knowledge to do the right things. Right. Um, but you want to help them to make the right decision. And so it kind of should, like, it should go together. Like, you 
give the mentality to get things on your own, but also aid them in getting things on their own. Okay, got got, got one for you. So okay. so there's this there's this phrase or this saying that says, "Give a man a fish, and he'll eat for a day." But if you teach him how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Right. And I and I do I believe that's true. I, w- without any variation, I believe that's true. I also though understand that a hungry man probably won't fish. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so. The, if the mindset is that if I give you a fish, you're going to eat, only eat today, but if I teach you how to fish, you'll eat forever, you're not going to have the, 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 the patience or the, the focus the, to focus, not even the time, to focus to fish if you're hungry. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so the thing is, I give you a fish, I teach you how to fish, then I go and show you how to get the bait for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Right. And everything that goes along with it. And so the thing is, um, I think we do err on the side, a lot of us in, 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 in um, I guess, my new community, it, on the side of giving the fish, giving the fish, giving the fish, and I never really te- teaching the fish. That's a, um, a huge struggle of poverty, mm-hmm. I believe, in which there's a, um, an Atlanta episode that really like pounded this in for me mm-hmm. because I've never... I guess I've never lived at a level of poverty. Right. Um, and so it was through actually watching that and seeing that, um, which I don't know if, you, if anybody's seen Atlanta out there, but basically the I episode haven't. was um, the guy basically, he had some bills to pay. And so he was asking his friend to help him basically get enough money to pay that bill. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, can you help me? I think it was like a phone or something. Can you help me sell this phone? basically how it started and so the friend asked him well do you want to make a little money or do you want to make a lot of money and then of course the guy was like a lot of money and so uh, instead of just selling the phone you see throughout this like the guy trades the phone for a sword and then he trades the sword for like this dog and then eventually he takes the dog and you see him give the dog away and so the guy's like but that was our bargaining chip you just gave the dog away and so basically the explanation was, oh, yeah, he's about to take that dog, which was like this certain kind of dog, like pit bull, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to breed the dog and sell the babies for this much. And we get this percentage of that. So basically it was, it was a great investment. Right, right. But now the guy thing is, I don't have time to make investments. <laughs> I'm poor. I needed that money <laughs> I needed today. I money today, right. And so I think that's a big um that's that's a big problem that comes with poverty. You don't necessarily always have time to fish. Right, correct, correct. You need that correct, fish right now. Correct. And I think a big thing that um, I guess is imposed upon the impoverished is almost the giving out of fish. Mm-hmm. I give you a fish, so you have to keep coming back to me every time you need a fish. Right, right, right. And so I think that's just something that really plagues and and, and yeah, I think we had we, we had sort of a conversation around that when we when we had this initial conversation because we talked about um the the stimulus package that came out earlier in the year because of COVID nineteen and I talked about what I did with my little bit of money that I got my little itty bitty bit of money <laughs> that I got like um I thought they were supposed to give you five hundred dollars for kids man they gave me a discount on that but anyway what I did with the money was I took the money and invested it right. right? Um, and then you was like, yeah, well, that's cool. But I mean, most people needed that money to eat. <laughs> right. They needed that to pay the bill. <laughs> and I'm like, well, dang, I guess, I guess you got a point. I guess you got a point. Um, and so that's that whole thing, you know, um, trying, I guess trying to figure out the dynamics of how to, how to, how to help people sustain themselves while they make the risk. 
And and right. I, I actually actually I right. even I, I even did. talked to that yeah. point because I was saying that yeah, but you know somebody can I mean they'll they'll spend thirty dollars over thirty days to buy a lottery ticket in hopes to win it mm-hmm. when they could take that th- same thirty dollars and put it in some kind of stock and over you know the period of six months uh-huh. triple and their money. You know, what I'm saying? right back to perspective. Oh, yeah, perspective is a huge thing that needs to be instilled. Yes, got it. Um, Love it. Because like the way you explain that can kind of put it plainly. Uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes people need to hear it plainly. Um, you need to have the perspective and be able to see that, oh, yeah, what I'm doing as an investment, I can just as easily put this investment somewhere else mm-hmm. that is more likely to pay a dividend for me. Yeah. Um, But really, that's just something that, like, you would have learned as you traversed. Right, correct, correct. And now that's information exposure. that you need exposure. to get exposure yeah, that you yeah. need to then share. I'm going to tell you, this one, here's one big thing and the way I got it from, um, or where I think I got it from. I'm still looking for this quote. ain't even going to be as important by the time I know, I'm right? We're going to be going. But um, <laughs> it's something that your mom um, actually told me or taught me. I don't know which one. And it wasn't it wasn't the exact thing that I just said. But um, her thing, she she she's big on budgeting, right? And so when she wants you to budget, the first thing she'll tell you to do is to track your spending. And so she'll tell you, like, every day, track your spending. Like, if you go out to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, track your spending for a week. Every penny that you spend, you track. And when you begin to do that, um, you can start seeing where your leakages are or where you spent money that you didn't have to spend money or on what you didn't have to spend money on. And so if you even look at it from that perspective and you say, okay, well, I went out to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because I had the money and I was hungry, Mm -hmm. but you know that you've been eating one meal a day for the last six months because you ain't had the money then maybe you go to two meals a day as opposed to three meals a day and save that, and save that one meal a day and you can invest that one meal a day. And so, you know, just that, that kind of thing. I, I, I think globally when I, see, when I see lessons or I hear stories, I think globally about how it can apply across the board. And I think that's um, where I really came up with that idea. It's like, I mean, you know, instead of buying those lottery tickets, why don't you do A? Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I he, found, he found it. it. He found a quote. Found um, six months later. See? This is Bruce Lee. All right. Bruce Lee quote. Possibly. You know how they do quotes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but it says, um, going way back to when we were talking about teaching your child and getting okay. up the mentality. Uh-huh. But um, it says, instead of buying your children all the things you never had, you should teach them all the things you were never taught. Material wears out, but knowledge stays. Bruce Lee. Well, I'm going to tell you something. This is so funny. I just saw something this morning. This morning with that exact. Same quote. Mm-hmm. You could just ask me, and I'd told you. Could, yeah, it, <laughs> because what it was, it was it was on LinkedIn, and it was a guy that was a chef, and he was chopping up a tomato with his son watching him. And then um, after he chopped up a couple of tomatoes and took them up there, he he um, gave a knife to his son and put his son in front of the thing. And the son just sat there and started chopping up the tomatoes and move. And and it, that was what the quote was. The quote, you know, instead of buying buying your kid all, everything that you've ever had, teach him something that you know you never knew. You never knew. And so, um, give them that perspective. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. And so, as we're having this conversation, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if we went way off base or what. Well, um, yeah, we don't really know where we were yeah, going. We didn't so know where we're going. It's an organic conversation. Um, but, but, but the thing we're trying, I guess, I guess, instill it. We're trying to decide, like, how do we move away from an impoverished mentality, not just to a, um, um, a middle class mentality, right. but how do we move into wealth, and right, how do we even, maintain the wealth once we get there? It's about not even just 
um, reaching that level of wealth for yourself, but how do you continue to um, pass that wealth down, bestow that information, everything that we need to kind of build up a family line and not just build up yourself. And I think it's important what you just said, like, cause, cause when we think of wealth, we think so much of money. Right. You see what I'm saying? And it's just as much the information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just as much the information. And so if we try to, um, along with the money that we build, we mm-hmm. build the information that goes along with it, and and we tailor the information to the receiver of that information. Because that's one of the things that we were saying that that's one of the reasons why um, the wealth leaks. Because um, the reason why I might feel like you need to be wealthy may not line up with why you think you might need to you be You know, wealthy. money is a tool, not a ticket. Right, there it is. There it is. It's a tool, <laughs> not a ticket. But um, so like... I guess when it comes to wealth, because we were talking about that, how the next generation loses the money a lot right, of the time. Right. And I think a big thing that needs to be explained is, all right, so we have this lifestyle. You're accustomed to this lifestyle, but this lifestyle is because of how we've used this. Mm-hmm. And money isn't only used in one way. Money, you don't just collect money to just spend money. Right. Correct. You correct. can collect money and invest in yourself because you want to do this. You want to make this change in the world. Like, you want to frame it so that this generation understands that I can use this money to make the impact that I want to make. Make it an investment and not something to be consumed. Correct. So just, um, I guess, giving that information of how money is used as a tool instead of a bartering. Um, right, right, right. Something for bartering. No, I mean, well, that's all money is, is something for bartering. Well, it, right. Yeah. But how, how you can leverage what you have to do what you want to do, not just to get what you want to get. And I think that's, and I think that's, the, that's the biggest thing for me, because, I mean, like, when we, when we, so, when us, when we, when we told to sell out on money, we just lose perspective on right. life. And so, yes, you're right. Um, and how we move forward. We, we're going to come back. I mean, I guess uh, we got another podcast that we're going to do, um, I guess, in a week or so. Mm-hmm. Talking about actually how to build, how to develop legacy and how to, how to build right. for the legacy. We're going forth. Um, I guess we've been since we've all been kind of interested in this topic at this time. We're going forth and we're having more conversations with more people about it, and so we're just gonna accumulate as much knowledge as we can and see how we can share that. Yeah, share that out. And so I mean, our, our whole goal here, at Bum Podcast, between you and me, is you know we want whatever we will, we roll through in our life that we think is is useful as a tool for the masses. We try to gain it and give it. Um, I, Robin Hood is like one of my folklore heroes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rob from the rich and give to the poor. And so um, I always tell people it's not robbing money, it's robbing the information, robbing the right. access, um, gaining that kind of access and then passing it along. And so um, that, that's where we're going. And so, um, I, you know, against the biggest thing is as, as, as you get with all you're getting, get understanding, mm-hmm. boom. As, all, as you give, give understanding. Um, and that, I think, will be one of the biggest things that will help as as we leave for our our um, lineage, as we leave for those people behind us, is as we rise. Not only do we lift them up, but we also give them give them not just the the, the, the fruit, resource the the resources or the fruit, but also give them the opportunity to land the learning, which right. means immediately give them an opportunity to have to go through the mud to mm-hmm. build up so that they right. really understand where we are. Don't just um. Give them what you got. Give them the information and the process of how you got what you got. Check, check. That, 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 I think that taps it off, man. Right, cool. Glad I didn't have a closing statement. So oh, we'll for, use that. We'll use that one. Bum podcast. Bum podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Holla. I don't know why I be breaking up like that. Holla, y'all. Holla. Yeah. <laughs>